baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> I was just having a little fun. Um, hopefully putting the finishing touches on a new open for this broadcast. Try to freshen things up from time to time. I was actually watching a movie, one of my favorite classic movies, a few months ago. And I thought, wow, this would be really good to use. So we'll have a little fun with it, and hopefully you will hear this very, very soon. Hope you're doing well today. We have a lot of things to talk about during the course of the broadcast. I know some people may roll their eyes. But let me just tell you, I will never, ever, ever, ever tire of speaking of life. When we talk about our foundations, I failed to mention something that occurred at the end of the week. Of course, we were not here on Monday. But it's worth noting that courts in two states have allowed the Republican-led states to enforce restrictions on on abortions. This a direct result of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade. The Texas Supreme Court allowed a nearly century-old abortion ban to take effect. Century. <laughs> I love how this story is written by Reuters. Referring to the Roe versus Wade ruling and erased women's constitutional right to abortion. They didn't erase anything. It's never been there. This is what's called really poor writing. This is journalistic malpractice. The order, which allows the law to be enforced civilly but not criminally, came the same day the, same day the Ohio Supreme Court gave the state the go-ahead to enforce a 2019 ban on abortions at six weeks of pregnancy. You know, I have to really commend the Republican leadership in these states that were proactive in passing legislation. See, this is where the, the Democrat Party really screwed up. They had majorities and the opportunity to pass an actual law that allows abortion. They never did it. As for Texas, the Texas Supreme Court acted in response to requests by Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton to put a hold a temporary restraining order. This was a judge who took action on this last week that allowed abortions to resume in the state up to the already restricted six weeks of pregnancy. Lawyers for the abortion clinics who challenged the 1925 ban vowed to continue fighting. A lower court judge could block the law once more after arguments slated for July 12th. Here's what they said. We will not stop fighting to ensure as many people as possible for as long as possible can access the essential reproductive health care they need. And, of course, you know 
what that means. Abortion rights groups have since challenged anti-abortion laws in 11 states. Judges in Florida, Louisiana, Kentucky, and Utah prevented restrictions or bans from being enforced. Friday's orders came as two Democratic-controlled states, New York and New Jersey, moved to bolster abortion rights within their borders. Well, fine with them. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy signed legislation designed to allow women who ventured to the state seeking abortions to do so without fear of prosecution or civil litigation from their home states. The measures also established new legal protections for reproductive health care practitioners in New Jersey who provide interstate abortion services. New York State Senate passed an amendment to the state constitution to codify the right to an abortion, as well as the right to contraception. <laughs> They're heading that one off at the pass. But again, the highlight of this, what has happened in Texas and Ohio, the enforcement of laws in place will continue uninterrupted. Closer to home, a South Carolina House Special Committee is trying to decide whether abortion legislation should be stricter than it already is. There's a public hearing on this tomorrow in Columbia. They want to get public opinion about whether abortion law should go further. This is made up of 12 state representatives, three of Republican representatives from the upstate, including Representative John McCravey out of Greenwood. Now, since... Roe versus Wade was overturned. The power to legislate abortion was put back in the hands of individual states. South Carolina enacted the fetal heartbeat law. McCravey is saying the Dobbs case was very, very sweeping. It said the state was free to regulate or prohibit abortion. So all of the options are in front of them, according to McCravey. The following Thursday's hearing, the special committee will decide if South Carolina should restrict abortion even further than the restrictions in the fetal heartbeat bill. In fact, the attorney general's office is expected to testify tomorrow. So we will follow this to see if there's anything additional that is done in the Palmetto State. Those of you in the Palmetto State... Would you like to see more? Do you support more legislation that would make the laws even tougher than they already are beyond the heartbeat bill? So we will watch to see what develops in the state of South Carolina. Another bit of good news. Remember something I said on this program some weeks ago? There was time for business leaders, for any leader anywhere. I just said, please, somebody stand up to this moron and explain to him what's going on. Referring to the president. It's time for people in the business community. And not just one or two people. We need multiple people to come out and call out the stupidity, the incompetence, the recklessness of this administration. Well, this person is hardly some right-wing conservative. I'm referring to Jeff Bezos, who has called out Joe Biden's latest inflation claim, 
calling it straight misdirection or a deep misunderstanding. Let me give a translation to this. <laughs> By misdirection, he's suggesting the possibility the president is misguided. You know, can, can we just be put away the PC stuff here? <laughs> I think he's calling the president ignorant. Deep misunderstanding. Yeah. So where did this come from? Well, this is not the first time Bezos has criticized the Biden administration over inflation claims. This time around, we had Joe Biden calling on companies running gas stations to lower the price of gas. You know, it's really that simple. All you have to do is lower the price. Just like the stores. You know, you're charging too much for these supplies that are coming into your stores that you're having to pay more to put on the shelves. Just just lower the prices. What a moron. I mean, this guy, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, this guy knows better than that. Problem is, he thinks we're stupid. The question is, how many people are going to buy into this? We'll talk more about this, what Jeff Bezos had to say, and some more hopelessness coming out of the Democrat camp. That much more as we continue. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Darn near all abortions are banned here in South Carolina. The only exception I can see would be to save the life of the mother. On these policies carried out by the Biden administration, Biden understands he's simply evil, so corrupted. This person saying lazy, incompetent, corrupt. The three words that describe Joe's entire life philosophy. But we also have this. I really think Democrats are happy with the abortion situation. The Republicans jumping on making it illegal. As we know, the polls don't support your view on the topic. And I'm sure the Republicans are aware of it as well. The Democrats will, and rightfully so, use this as an opportunity to get their supporters and also sway some Republican votes. To vote out the people that play to the people on talk shows. Reminds me of when Trump and his supporters assumed they would win because of the size of the crowd at his rallies. And we're shocked to find out the rest of the country wasn't feeling. 
him or his supporters. Same thing is happening now. Mm-hmm. The reason we had Roe versus Wade thrust on us via the courts, absent of concrete law, we wind up with the media and politicians telling us what we can infer from the ruling. Thus, they get to do what they want long-term. The reason Congress will never codify it into law. They have to find a one-size-fits-all law that Americans can live with, and most aren't in line with Democratic Party's extreme ideas, like support of taxpayer funding and partial birth abortions. You're probably correct along those lines. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Before the break, we started telling you about Jeff Bezos essentially calling out the president for a straight misdirection or a deep misunderstanding. Where this began, Jeff Bezos said in a tweet Saturday evening in response to the president, ouch, inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. In the initial tweet, Biden made a direct appeal to gas stations and encouraged them to simply charge less for gasoline. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is very simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you're charging the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product. Yeah, that'll work. The president urging compliance without any hesitation. And do it now, he's ordering. Bezos said the tweet was very telling to him. It may reveal how little Biden knows about the market. <laughs> it's either straight ahead misdirection or deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. Uh, yeah. Isn't this typical of so many Democrats? Comedian Tim Young similarly called Biden's tweet complete BS. Gas stations don't control what they ultimately can charge. People aren't this stupid. Exactly. Bezos, emerging as an unlikely critic of the Biden administration as Biden continues to try and pin the blame for record high gas prices on anything, anything but himself. Over the past year, Biden has blamed former President Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans, Russia, and the ongoing war with Ukraine, the coronavirus pandemic, oil production companies, now even gas stations. See, if anybody, if you want to blame anybody, you want to blame the oil companies, that's more legitimate than blaming the gas stations who have the least control over all of this. They're at the end of this. So you're dealing with some people in the president and people around him who are blissfully either ignorant or frankly evil. That's what we're dealing with here. Gas prices, the highest ever recorded in U.S. history. This is not something to be proud of. Previously, Bezos and the White House feuded over rising inflation, which the White House sought to blame on large companies like Amazon. Bezos tweeted back in May, they understandably want to muddy the topic. They know inflation hurts the neediest the most, but unions aren't causing inflation, and neither are wealthy people. 
Remember, the administration tried their best to add another $3.5 trillion to federal spending. They failed. But if they succeeded in this, inflation would be even higher than it is today. And inflation is at a 40-year high. Bezos gets it. He knows. He knows this spending is what got us into this trouble in the first place. He's not stupid. We also have this. And again, I remind you, we're not talking about some right-wing conservative here. As reported by Hot Air. A story from CNN. Angry Democrats have had it with rudderless, aimless, and hopeless Biden administration. (laughs) To wind up with the kind of approval rating Joe Biden has... You have to do more than just turn off your opponents to reach numbers in the mid-30s. You have to disappoint a lot of people on your own side of the aisle. And that's apparently what's happened to Joe Biden. Biden's ability to do anything about the overturning of Roe versus Wade seems like he's been able to do nothing. Despite having months of advance warning about it. And this was a last straw for a lot of supporters. This afternoon, CNN reported on a recent conference call with the White House, where at least one celebrity booster made it clear she was mad as hell and was not going to take it anymore. (laughs) These poor, poor celebrity Democrats. Deborah Messing is who we're talking about. She's fed up. The former Will and Grace star was among dozens of celebrity Democratic supporters and activists who joined a call with White House aides last Monday to discuss the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. The mood described as fatalistic, according to people on the call, which was organized by the advocacy group Build Back Better Together. Oh, isn't that just wonderful? Messing said she'd gotten Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why. She was being asked to do anything at all, yelling, (laughs) there didn't seem to be any point in voting. Well, I think he's done a pretty good job of screwing up. He's provided the very things that they asked for. See, they just didn't know. (laughs) We'll talk more about this, this profound sense of disappointment in Hollywood. And the Clinton News Network, a new low. For the cable channel, we'll tell you how bad it is as we continue. Stay with us. People on the text line, very curious as to what's going on with this administration. This person would like to know, where's Kamala Harris? Is she hanging out at the beauty parlor? Boy, I'm going to leave that one alone. Vince Biden's not the problem. His handlers are. Biden just signs what is put in front of him and mumbles what he's given to read. <laughs> he's, a, he's a media puppet guided by the hand of the hard left. Imagine gas prices starting a downward trend just several months before the midterm elections. Coincidence? Not. Tim says the current administration is both ignorant and evil, a deadly combination. 
participants in response to old Joe, are we at war? What is the global peril? I'm not generally confused, but listening to Biden and Harris speak is really a challenge to understand. Jim, out of easily, Vince, it tickles me when I hear a Democrat say I didn't vote for this. Well, yes, you did. Suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Vince, the left refuses to recognize the Second Amendment rights, but cries that the right to abortion, which is nowhere in the Constitution, is taking people's rights away. Yes, because it's the rights they are concerned about. Biden voters, give yourselves a nice round of applause for electing the absolute worst president in American history. (laughs) We told you about celebrities on this conference call who are really worried about what's going on with this administration. It's not just them. One member of Congress describing the White House as rudderless, aimless, and hopeless. There's not a frontline office out there that isn't frustrated with a lack of action coming from the White House on inflation. This is what one aide told a member fighting to hang on to an endangered seat. At the very least, the president should get caught trying to bring prices down just about every day. In other words, you got to be doing something. Another Democrat member telling CNN, there's no fight. People understand a lot of this is out of his hands. But what you want to see is the president out there swinging. Yeah, he'll swing, probably swing at the air. Kind of like the person he was trying to shake hands with. I'm no Biden supporter, but even I can admit there's not a hell of a lot the White House can do about inflation at this point, except maybe to avoid making it worse. It's the Fed's job to deal with inflation, and they're supposed to operate independently of the White House. So the most important issue he's facing, Biden is just along for the ride. What these anonymous Democrats are demanding is more political theater to look busy, even though you're not really doing anything. That said, the article does contain some evidence at least some of the dissatisfaction inside the White House is coming directly from the guy at the top. Well, imagine that. Maybe you should fire yourself. Several officials saying Biden's tendency to berate advisors when he's displeased with how a situation is being handled or when events go poorly... It's trickled down the ranks in the West Wing, leaving several mid-level aides feeling blamed for failings despite lacking any real ability to influence the building's decision-making. Well, what's happened as a result? Well, staff departures. And you can't blame people for leaving. We've all seen how Biden behaves during speeches. Almost always a gaffe or an odd turn of phrase. Imagine being yelled at by the president because these White House events are going over poorly. Everybody knows why that is. Nobody's allowed to say it out loud. Simply put, Biden seems barely capable of keeping it together on days ending in a Y. People have noticed. (laughs) Having him yell at the staff about his own poor performance leading the charge sounds like a recipe for staff turnover and frustration. Hot Air further saying here, the only reason we're not hearing more about this on a daily basis, no one wants to be counted as disloyal to the party. God forbid they do that. And I don't think there's much Biden can do about some of the bigger problems he's facing, from inflation to the border crisis to mass shootings. But as the guy at the top, he's going to take the hits for all of these problems, whether there's anything he can do about them or not. It's really that simple. Not a pretty picture for the president. 
This is one of those things where you got to be careful <laughs> what you ask for. Congratulations, you're in charge. Now you have responsibility. Can't blame anybody else but yourself. Speaking of blame, then we have the circus. A circus that's going on with the cable news network or the Clinton News Network, whichever you prefer. Newspage Index reporting on how CNN is officially seeing its smallest audience in 22 years for the key demographic, the one that advertisers look for when spending. Many Americans have said the blatant bias and anti-Trump rhetoric is causing them to look for other news sources. I can't imagine why. Get a load of these paltry numbers. CNN averaged just 56,000 viewers between ages 25 and 54 on June 17th. 56,000 viewers. That's pretty sad. This tiny turnout hasn't occurred since July 10th of 2000. To provide perspective, Fox News averaged 1.4 million total viewers 209,000 in the critical demographic. This is the biggest lead by Fox News over CNN since 2015. Incoming CEO Chris Licht of CNN signaled he's making major moves against blatant bias, anti-Trump personalities like Brian Stelter. Boy, there's been speculation for quite a while that he's going to get shown the door. Licht is demanding the liberal network become less partisan and steer away from the angry years seen during the presidency of Donald Trump. If both on-air personalities and their programming, they don't comply, they could be fired. Three sources familiar with the matter confirmed to Axios, on-air talent needs to adjust to a less partisan tone and strategy. If not, they could be ousted. Now, Licht reportedly wants to feature more personalities that are less polarizing. This approach is much different than former CNN president Jeff Zucker. Zucker was accused of programming that engaged in disrespectful interviews and PR stunts. Under Zucker, producers and bookers focused less on nuance and mostly on noise. Yep. This dismal turnout capped a miserable three-day stretch for CNN. 88,000 demo viewers. June 15th through 17th. Worst three weekday performance since June 2014. And not much better on Sunday. Reliable sources with left wing host Brian Stelter. Yeah. 421,000 total viewers and 56,000 among the demo. The smallest audience for reliable sources since December 2015 among total viewers. The smallest. Since December 29, 2013, among the demo. Hey, we got some more numbers on this that will blow your mind. The shows that beat them out. You'll get a laugh out of this as we continue.
So we're having a little fun talking about the numbers over at CNN. They are plummeting really bad. Worst numbers in 22 years. You want to know how bad? Let's talk about Brian Stelter's program. This guy is just, he's a complete moron. This guy is, you know, to refer to him as partisan, it doesn't begin to get to the depths of garbage that this man spews out in this program. And for that reason, it's not surprising people aren't watching. What would they rather watch? You want to find out? According to the story, (laughs) reruns of Family Matters, Roseanne, The Office, Shark Tank, and Family Guy all outdrew Stelter's program in that 25 to 54 demo. And you really want to get really bad? How about children's programming? Peppa Pig, <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Over 5,000 cable telecasts topped reliable sources in the demo last week. It's really bad. Really bad. <laughs> CNN's viewership issues are certainly uh, front and center with the newly appointed CNN chairman and CEO Chris Lick assessing who should stick around, who should be shown the door. With his determination to tamp down spectacle and restore the network's once proud reputation. And what I would say to Mr. Lick is good luck. You're going to need a whole lot of it to turn this Titanic around called CNN. You know, it's really encouraging when in the heart of blue states you have sanity prevailing. I have a fresh example for you. This is pretty extraordinary, I think. The New York, are you ready for this? The New York Supreme Court has struck down a law that allowed non-citizens to vote. Now, even the mayor, the former mayor, Bill de Blasio, admitted the law posed big legal problems, you'd think. But the court ruled a New York City law that allowed non-citizen residents to vote in municipal elections is illegal. It's passed... December 2021 by the New York City Council. It created a class of voters called municipal voters, comprised of non-citizens who reside in the city for at least 30 days before an election and register or pre-register to vote. Under this law, municipal voters were granted the right to participate in elections for mayor, public advocate, controller, borough president, and council members. You know, the idea here is, okay, they, they're not citizens. They shouldn't be voting in federal elections. But they should be able to vote in our city elections. New York Supreme Court is saying no. Can't do it. The New York State Constitution explicitly lays the foundation for ascertaining that only proper citizens retain the right to voter privileges. This was the ruling from the Supreme Court. 
Richmond County Supreme Court Judge Ralph Porzio is what, where those words came from. It is this court's belief that by not expressly including non-citizens in the New York State Constitution, it was the intent of the framers for non-citizens to be omitted. Isn't this amazing? Here's somebody who gets it right. Understanding they need to go back to the founding documents of the state and not try to read something in that's not there. Well, this is what they would have meant. No. If they meant that, they would have said it. See, this is where we get into trouble on the federal side. We have people, well, surely they intended this. No, this is not what they intended. Now, the law became law automatically because former Mayor Bill de Blasio and current Mayor Eric Adams both declined to sign or veto it. See, these guys, they're such brilliant politicians. They don't want their names on this. We told you de Blasio openly expressed concerns about it. He also stated he was worried the non-citizen residents of the city estimated to be somewhere between 800,000 and 1 million would have less of an incentive to become citizens. Can you imagine how these non-citizens would have the ability to swing elections? This is crazy. Not surprising, the Republican National Committee and New York State Republican State Committee, they joined a group of office holders and individual voters who sued city officials over this law, arguing it violates the New York State Constitution, state election law, and the municipal home rule law. They were concerned their votes could be diluted by allowing non-citizens to vote. Well, their argument has prevailed. Can you believe that? In the heart of blue country, no less. Coming up, a call to get rid of toxic discourse from someone who is the epitome of toxic discourse. You'll hear the before and after in our number two straight ahead. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 